Hi, it's Kim from Embodied Connections Australia, and welcome to this month's episode of Doing It to Death, the podcast that looks at various aspects of death and dying through the lens of myth, storytelling, and pop culture. This month, I'm really excited to welcome Karim and Diego from Frida Cacao to talk about Dia de Muertos, the Mexican Day of the Dead, which is traditionally celebrated on the 1st and 2nd of November each year and is a beautiful and colourful celebration of loved ones who've died. I can't wait for you to meet them. Oh, death, won't you spare me over? For another year, oh death, oh death, won't you spare me over for another year. Hi everyone. So as I was saying in the introduction, I'm so, so excited about today's episode. We're going to be talking about the Day of the Dead and I really, really want to welcome our special guests today, Karim and Diego. And just to help to understand, um, help us to understand and to really start to appreciate what the Day of the Dead is and to be able to tell us more about the rituals and what's involved and then we'll have some, some news coming up for you towards the end. So, so thank you so much, Karim and Diego, for coming here. I really, really appreciate your time today. And I would love if you could share with us just some information around the Day of the Dead and the meaning and the ritual behind it and the culture, what it meant to you, what it meant to you growing up and what actually, yeah, what it's all about. So over to you. Thank you, Kim, for the invitation. For us, for us, for us, it's always um, a pleasure to talk about uh, the heritage, the rituals, the celebrations of the pre-Hispanic, um, the big civilizations that um, that Mexico has, and for Frito uh, as uh, promoting all this, um, we are also going to celebrate it. But we want to talk about what does this means and why we celebrate a date of death. So. Hello, everyone. Uh, thank you, Kim, for this uh, beautiful invitation. Um, yes, we will talk and share a little bit this beautiful and authentic celebration for Mexicans. And um, I would say it's one of our favorites. It's one of our more colorful celebrations. Um, it is a lot behind and it's a really deep topic because we are talking about death and uh, our approach of death since this um, Aztec, Olmecs and other one civilizations that have a different approach of what we are seeing dead in our days. Um, so yeah, um, uh, in, in, uh, in our experience, I would say you can feel a root, you can feel really grounding um, tradition when we are talking about the Dia de los Muertos. Uh, I have to say too that in Mexico we have a big influence about Halloween. So because we are really closed, right, um, we have these days also really close, the days of Halloween and the days of Dia de Muertos. So honestly we celebrate both. 
we celebrate Halloween and we celebrate Dia de Muertos. So I will start this um, chat with with you is talking about the difference about okay. Halloween and Dia de Muertos, right? I think it's important. So um, the big difference is that we are celebrating our loved ones. It's not about um, dressing you or have you um, outfit to scare someone, right? Or to have fun of something that maybe could be more Halloween thing, right? Mm -hmm. This one is a celebration first of our loved ones and second, celebration to death. So that's a different meaning about Halloween and Dia de Muertos. I will stay from that. And then um, Karen will keep sharing more about the Day of the Dead. So as Diego mentioned, this is to honor the, the, our loved ones who just uh, transcend. And we call it is a transition because we uh, believe that uh, death is just another step of our lives instead of feeling scared of the next, you know, when we, when we just, our body just go to heaven or whatever we believe. This is more about uh, a celebration where our loved ones have a moment again to it's a, a reunion. They reunite again with us and all the food that that person used to love. And of course you put, um, this is, we're going to talk about all the elements or the essentials that the date of death have, but pretty much is just to understand that it's a beautiful moment and it's a sacred and blessed moment to again be with them and just to start, you know, to feeling. So, of course, you're going to be so happy to um, perceive them again. Um, this happens on the 1st till the 3rd of November and Halloween, it's on the 31st of October. And the date of death is a pre-Hispanic celebration. So this starts even before the Spanish arrives, but it's a mix of two cultural, uh, you know, uh, approaches. But also the Spanish, in certain way, they inherit uh, El Dia de los Santos, Saints of Death, and it's kind of a combination. And then you can see between, you know, the religious, um, um, is it the cross? with the combination of the schools and um and all this but um as diego said halloween it's another story but of course we we celebrate so i just wanted to ask you too because and thank you so much i didn't realize that there was the link with halloween and the day of the dead because there's a lot of thinking that the reason that halloween is at the time of year or when it is is because because of the solstice and because of the, the reality is that the veil of reality between our reality and other worlds is thinner at that time of the year. Is that something that that is linked to also the idea that, that it's easier for your deceased relatives to, to come back for the Day of the Dead? Is it the same sort of thinking that that's, that's something at that time of year that... Um, that's, or, you know, why is it particularly that date that is chosen, do you know? Yeah, uh, we have the link too. We have the link with that um, period of the year, as you said. Um, there is an uh, important character in the history of 
um, pre-Hispanic Mexican culture, and uh, the name is Netzahualcoyot. Netzahualcoyot was one of the emperors of the kingdoms of Texcoco in now Mexico City. And this guy was kind of looking as the wisdom guy of the all the empire of the Aztecs Tenochtitlan. This guy was a poem, poetry. He was doing poetry. He was looking the stars. And he was one of the uh, guides of the emperor, the real emperor in Tenochtitlan. So Netzahualcoyo says that this celebration starts in the period, as you said, connecting with the calendar that they have from for agriculture. So it's in that month that is connected with the new harvest. So yes, they are offering to the day to the loved ones, but also was an offering to the gods to bring the new vibe, the new energy of this new period. So yeah, it's connected. And also, we have to say that for them, um, the dead have a, have a beautiful place to arrive. It's called Mictlan. So they are saying, imagine we have a name that we can call the underworld or something like this. So they have a name that you will arrive after you are dying. And they say, could be a better place than here. So I will say this because uh, I think in contrast of other different cultures, or maybe in a similar way, we have a better place to arrive. If we have a better place to arrive, that change our perspective. Maybe it's not too bad. Maybe it's not something that we are missing or losing because we are arriving to a better place. Uh, and I will talk a little bit more after what is the meaning of that of a more in a deep way of for, for all these civilizations. But I, I think I respond to your, your answer, right? Yes. No, thank you. Yes. No, it, it's it's wonderful because said... Uh, I know that that was the reason why why Halloween happens when it was. So yeah, it's really interesting to see that 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 idea, um, as you said, there's that link between the two the two things. And I wanted to ask as well. Karen was mentioning that one of the things that happens is that you prepare the favorite foods of your relatives for when they come back. So I was just wondering, is there anything else that is done in order to prepare? for for their return other than making sure that their favorite foods are there for them so um correct yeah uh the ofrenda which is this big altar that you um where you put all the belongings or all the food or all the commemoration of the relatives it's a really huge thing you really prepare um, and in different regions of Mexico, they have different things. You know, it depends on also on how the um, civilization was uh, celebrating this. So you can see sometimes um, that these altars have um, candles and then have, uh, let's say, of course, there's, as I said, there's essential things that altars have. And one of the things are the pan de muerto, which is a bread 
that is uh, bread of the date of death. And uh, it's a particular bread that have a recipe of, uh, is it orange and cinnamon and the dough? And the representation from the top, you can see it's kind of like a school and then some bones on, uh, in, a, in, a, like in an intersection from when you see from the top. And this is something that you eat with, of course, um, cacao drink or or chocolate, but there's also traditional recipes of each region of Mexico that uh, also have mole, which is also made from cacao or uh, or pumpkin, and also there's more recipes, but just to mention few, but um, if you want, we can just go into, not step by step, but at least what are the essential things that the date of death should have in order to celebrate it in the most authentic way. Thank you. Yes, I would love that. If you can do that, that would be wonderful. Just one more yeah. thing, just in the middle. We, we have to say that every, almost every state in Mexico have a different kind of ofrenda. Mm -hmm. It's not the unique ofrenda for all Mexico. We have a lot of Mexico inside Mexico. So the food change, the recipes change, the way that they put it, the ofrenda, slightly change so we will see you if you go to the north you go in the middle of mexico in the south it's a slightly different changing everyone knows the day of death but it's kind of different just to say that because maybe it depends right it depends the region you will feel different flavor different taste correct like there's essential but there also you can see difference between the garlands which is the papel picado the colorful papel picado or the tablecloth is different sometimes it's white sometimes it's just purple orange but colorful it's quite important in in mexico so let's uh start with one of the most important things that is all the schools the calacas the calaveras and of course it's a beautiful representation of of death but this comes also from the civilizations of let's say of the aztecs which was what was the um, um the god of the of the death they, they used to celebrate also um before the Spanish brings this uh, like uh, religious uh, concept about death and showing as a school, there was also uh, I I miss I miss I have to figure out during this podcast. No worries, but like the school is quite important. Then you can see the schools made of sugar. There's also um, there's handcrafts. There and you can see it in the in the face painting, but school is 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 a must, and you can put it through all the altar, but also you can see it uh, they this, they display everywhere um, during this day. One more thing there yeah. is remember that um, usually the people um, have a makeup as oh, a yeah. school, yeah, and is. It's the same thing of um, connecting with death. So the main importance of all of this is because you are open a sacred place in your house for, for them to arrive. And that's beautiful because every one of us have already people that have been passed away. 
and imagine you have these two, three days, or maybe in Mexico we would say one week, two weeks, that you are open your space in your house for them to arrive. So then that's why you will become one of them. Mm-hmm. So that's why the makeup. Right? And it's, so there's no difference between your relative coming and you. Uh, so we are just kind of one. Uh, the name of the god, uh, it's a little bit complicated, the name to pronounce. I'm going to try my best, which is Miklaktechutli, which is a Nahuatl word. And that was the god of death, which is represented by a school as well. Mm. Uh, another one that is a must is um, the flowers, the sempasuchi, which is the marigold flowers, but this grows in a massive way in Mexico, so you find it in a very affordable price. Here it's a little bit expensive, and they are uh, orange to represent also like the, la, the light of the sun. And uh, they do beautiful flower arrangements in the altars. Um, you can also have flower crowns of, uh, of Sempasuchi. And is, this is also um, a way to represent um, like, a, a, like a path where you, when you are coming from the, from the live ones to the death, is just, you know, um, full of flowers as the spirits guide you. Um, you know, through that through that eternity, let's say. Uh, that's a beautiful symbol of beauty and fragility of life as well. Um, which one you want? Uh, we, another one where we, we said about the, the bread um, that is with the cinnamon and the sugar. But as we said, there's different recipes in different ridges. Uh, our most favorite one. Let's say. If you the want. cacao. The mm-hmm. cacao, the chocolate. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have to say that since the Aztecs, the Mayas, and these civilizations, more the Aztecs, I would guess, um, in some of the um, in some of the offerings of the rituals, when someone in a ritual die to pass away to a different life. They have been searching and they have found that there there was cacao seeds in the funeral. And that's amazing because they say they would drink cacao in the journey Mm. to keep this vibe or to keep protected the soul. So always the cacao have been a connection with life and death. From the, there is a myth that says that Quetzalcoatl, Quetzalcoatl is the god that the Aztecs were looking, and Quetzalcoatl was guiding this civilization. And Quetzalcoatl said, "You have to build Tenochtitlan in this island." There is a beautiful myth. Quetzalcoatl steal the cacao from the gods and give it to the humans. So always the cacao have these mystical, mysterious stories, myths behind. And one of them is connected with death. So it's already proof that in these some funerals of these emperors or big soldiers of priests or interesting, important people in, the, in, the, in, in this civilization, they found cacao. So the cacao is, is, is a connection again to do this transition, as we can say. 
Mm-hmm. And um, in the ofrenda, in the offering, you can also find interesting things that probably your relative like. It could be tobacco, mezcal, tequila, tamales. So imagine, Kim, for example, it's important to put your portrait, you know, when you, you are not going to belong anymore with, in this in this, in this. Um, in this planet, and then we put you maybe probably uh, a logo of uh, of your podcast or something just to commemorate and to remind you. So there's always things that you, we need to be um, to, to celebrate, you know, in order to understand that that people uh, loves to celebrate with us with the food that you like. Um, there was also something else that is all the cemeteries are very colorful full of music we bring mariachis or um or that's another yeah like pretty much mariachis and it's each family decorates uh with candles with the marigold flowers there you know if you have the opportunity but pretty much your friend i think the the question that i would like to bring is what is our approach to death and from which perspective? Because I would say for almost all the Mexicans, uh, talking about death is funny, is hilarious. We are laughing about the death. Um, we play with death. We celebrate death. And it doesn't mean that if someone passes away, we don't, we don't die or sorry, we don't cry or we don't feel sad. It doesn't mean like this. It doesn't mean, it means that for that moment, and I'm not generalized of Mexicans, okay? Mm-hmm. Because I, as I told you, there is different kind of Mexicans. But for, for all of them, for all of us, it's more a transition. We look more at transition, not as an ending. Is some someone that is transcendent, that mm-hmm. is going to a different place. Saying this, that is is the point of reunion. Mm-hmm. It's a point of reunion of everyone, because that have this duality, and then this unity between life and death. That's the the duality that we are living in this world. But at the end, it's just one. The, the thing that is sure is when you're born, you would die. It's nothing more sure than your, than your death. But you can choose how you can die sometimes or how do you approach that death with that kind of concept. So the big thing is we celebrate it at, 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 at this stage, a lot of Mexicans um, I would say, yes, it's a beautiful celebration and a beautiful connection with the people that is already gone. Correct. And um, as Diego said, there is different ways to celebrate. And also Mexicans are not the only ones. Also Central America, like Guatemala, El Salvador, celebrated of death, even in, in cities like in, in, in Spain. But also now a big celebration, you can see it in Los Angeles, where um, a big population of Mexicans live there. And they do kind of quite big celebrations in museums or with cultural, um, uh, let's say, councils where they try to promote this and they bring um, 
they invite all multicultural people just to to celebrate. And now here in Sydney and in Australia in general, that we are, let's say, more more Mexicans are coming. It's for us like an honor just to also promote this and still bring this alive, you know? Yeah, thank you so much. And it was so, and thank you so much, Diego, for what you were saying about about death as well because for me personally I love I love that idea and my last episode where I talked about psychopomps was talking about the fact that psychopomps are there to bring hope and comfort and solace to the person who's dying and whatever form they appear in but sometimes they can appear as you know sometimes as people are dying they might see one of their dead relatives who has come to to take them across and I love that idea and I'm coming up to the one year anniversary of my own mother dying and I think it was just so beautiful to hear you both talking about it because as you said you know we're already my family's kind of going oh it's going to be so sad it's going to be so sad it's going to be so hard to get through these next few months but I love the idea of it being a celebration and I I would love if if we as a, as my family were able to see it more as as thinking that my mother would be able to come back and and spend some time with us for a couple of days and that we could celebrate that rather than as you said Diego it being a sad thing that that it's celebrating and it's welcoming them back and and just having that time and and I I just I love that whole perspective and I think it's sad that as a western culture we don't have that same attitude and we don't have those same traditions and and beliefs around death because I think it would probably help a lot of people come to terms with it if we were able to and I'm not suggesting for a minute that we culturally appropriate um, these traditions but I think having an understanding of things like the Mexican Day of the Dead and and those different perspectives on it can help people come to accept it and and not see it necessarily as something that's so sad or, or that's frightening, but something that can be a celebration and something that can be quite beautiful and, and really bring people together. If you, if you allowed me to be a little bit more controversial uh, in this um, podcast, I would tell you um, from the Aztecs, imagine we were in a ritual right? Remember that the rituals was to do an offering to the gods, the gods of the sun, the gods of the moon. The important thing was was agriculture. So it depends about the sun, it depends about the moon. So imagine we were in a ritual and for them is sacrifices, is feeding, feed the sun or feed the moon, right? or feed the sky, or feed the god of the rain. So if someone says, who wants to be sacrificed, to be as an offer to one of these gods, a lot of people raise their hand. Because as we are talking, it depends on how you die. And we are dying as an offering. And one and that was one of the biggest things that you can do. Die as an offering of something. With the understanding of is something that I will transcend. 
this life is just a step. It's just a jump to another more thing, more deep thing. That's not all here. The cosmovision of they have of different kind of worlds was more bigger, and I think they would better understand the meaning of that, that they appreciate more this life. And that's the controversial thing. Knowing that is something better, that doesn't mean that this is not important, this is not beautiful, and we cannot enjoy. It's, it's different. They know that here we have a purpose of something. And it not depends how much you are living. It's how you are living. If you are making a contribution, if you are in a service, if you are offering, so it doesn't matter if, you, if we die in 20, 35 years. They have more important of life, more important of what we are doing in, in, in that purpose. And yes, this sacrifice and ritual was, was an offering too. So that's the main meaning of the Dia de Muertos. It's an offering. It's a, that's why the name is ofrenda. Mm -hmm. It's close to offering something. Mm -hmm. You can, and also you can do that offering to your loved ones. And also you can do your offering something symbolic. Maybe it could be your work. Maybe it could be your dog. We have friends that brings the food of, 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 the, of, dog, of the dog. Of the pets. Whatever you want to die as a ritual, as a symbolic way, you can play. And we will suggest that play this next month and do your altar in your house. So um, in, in freedom, we also do this altar and we uh, encourage people to bring uh, the photo of your relative because we, of course, we want to put a candle. And as, as Diego said, is we shouldn't be more uh, proud of who we are because we are part of these people that just passed away. As your mom, my dad as well, it's always in the altar. And um, what, an amazing, what an amazing thing, you know, when, when we see this movie Coco just mentioned, because there's a lot of movies that shows these, like also the, the movie Spectre uh, from uh, James Bond, there's a couple of movies that shows this, um, this celebration. And in Coco, you see that they actually really have fun and they enjoy when they just go through the, through the, it was like the, I don't remember, but you know, when all the death just went and they, Frida Kahlo and Diego Rivera, all they were united. So it's also to, to remember how, how interesting it is just to have, um, three days of being again with your with your with your family i think if we if we do this more often and not only celebrate this in the date of death but if you you can also have your your own altar at home um that would be beautiful cacao for us that's why is a part of a sacred ritual we do daily and um we promote this as do your own rituals allow yourself also uh, part of yourself um, you know, transform because we are always we need from us something to just maybe have it that we are we no longer want or something that we it's not serving us in the way we need just to move forward. So as Diego said, symbolic thing, but also in us um, something it's 
needs needs to change. But um, going back to um, the event that we are planning is um, we're trying to put all all together in a in a simple and in a flow way that we can just bring the community um, a celebration for all your relatives. Yes, thank you so much. And so, yes, yeah, so for anyone who is in the Sydney area or is able to get to Sydney, I will certainly be giving you some more information as we get that on where the event's going to be and what's going to be involved. But, yeah, please keep an eye out for that because it would just be such an incredible thing to be a part of. Um, and just before I let you two go, Carmen Diego, is there anything else? Thank you so much. That was so beautiful and it really... Yeah, I think it's, as I said, it's just a beautiful way to to look at the death of our relatives and to, like you said, to really connect us to that, that it, it is a transition and it doesn't necessarily mean that it's the end of anything, that that it is a cycle and it's really, yeah, I think it, it really is a beautiful perspective to take. So is there anything else that you wanted to share with us before we wrap up today? Um, I think uh, more uh, inviting people just uh, if they want to bring as a volunteer way, uh, if you think you can um, offer something in terms of like uh, be part of the ofrenda, it could be flowers, doing the schools, uh, handcrafts, food. If you think you want to uh, be part of this, uh, it will be nice if they contact us. And if you want to say something. Uh, I would say thank you, Kim, for oh. open open um, this space. This channel is always um, we need to keep talking about this uh, to recover our traditions, to um, replantate what is our approach to death, why we are seen as as we think we have to see it, and I will I will I will finish saying that that the loved ones, they live inside of us. They don't go anywhere. Because all the experience that you have with them, all the love that they, are, that they have been giving to you is already inside of you. The knowledge, the things that you have learned from them is inside of you. These days is just to remember that they are living inside of you. That's our approach to that. And it's a beautiful way to do it because we celebrate it. Death is not a separation. Death is a transition. Mm -hmm. So when, when the death comes to your life, you are in a transition. It's nothing lost. It's nothing separated. It's nothing finished. It's just transcending. It's something that is closed. It's something that is open. If we can have this approach, we can laugh and we can celebrate that. Correct. And also, last thing, um, also celebrating and make, uh, you know, creating a tribute to our relatives could be very colorful and not only black. Uh, just bring all this alive. It's also a beautiful way to do it. Thank you again. Thank you both so, so much. It's been such a pleasure having you here today. And I'm so excited. I really look forward to coming down to the event when it's on and celebrating that with with everybody it's going to be a, a really fantastic so thank you so much again and um look forward to seeing you soon thank you Kim. Thank, you. thank you thanks Bye. Bye. 
And that's it for another episode of Doing It to Death. Now, I'm going to ask you to please do one or all of the following three things. One, leave a review or share this episode with your networks. Two, join the Doing It to Death Facebook group and let's continue these conversations over there. Or three, send an email to info at embodiedconnections.com.au with any comments, feedback or suggested topics for future episodes. Until next time, take care and thanks so much for listening. Death, won't you spare me over for another year? Oh, death, oh, death, won't you spare me over for another year?